Hi, it's John Bernadovich, your host of the H Like a Boss podcast. Welcome to season three. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope of finding what it takes to do HR like a boss. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. On today's show, I'm super excited to have Tina Marie Wolfield. She's a contact that I made through some other great SHRM and HR professional contacts. She's doing some amazing things up in Michigan spreading the word about great HR, and I'm super excited to have her on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Welcome to you, Tina. I am so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I know there's tons of people listening just because of you, because you have an awesome reputation. Everyone I talk to about you says how incredible you are and the things that you're doing in your community. So tell those listeners of mine that do not know who you are a little bit about your background, what you're doing these days, and your passion for HR. So I am a, I'm going to call myself a vintage HR professional. I've been in the profession for about 28 years and um, as an HR leader, generalist, and I spent a lot of time in the trenches. I also am the co-founder of an HR awesome community called HR Unite. And our sole purpose is to bring HR people together through networking to build and make our profession better through impactful connections. But I'm an HR leader at heart and um, love getting together and helping make our community get uh, become a better profession, not just for me today, but those that are soon to be entering and creating the future for our, our HR community. Yeah, it's awesome. Keep it up. Whatever we can do to support HR Unite, I know we talked about ways we can do that. For those of you that aren't familiar with HR Unite, uh, Google that. You'll find Tina and some great details on a conference she puts together and a bunch of other stuff. So super excited for that coming up in the summer. And so Tina, the HR Like a Boss podcast is a thing because of the same kind of idea that you mentioned about driving some positive change for the HR profession, shining the light on helping to connect people. It's all about amazingly awesome human resources. Can you imagine that being the description when somebody describes you from an HR perspective? And so I always start all of my guests out with the first question is, what do you describe as the purpose of human resources? Well, we are in the business of people which means we have to interact and try to make humans better than when we first met them. Um, so that's um, helping them through every stage of their employment life cycle before they even decide to join our organization and make them better when they do decide to leave. And regardless if we help nudge them along to redeploy them to the competition or help them transition to their next journey. And maybe it's a barista at Starbucks and we can go hang out with them when they're doing something else later on in their career. But we are in the people business, which means we have to interact as humans with other humans. Yeah, so cool. I'm curious with that. I mean, we're, we're all in the world of business, some of us for-profit, some of us nonprofit, and there's a there's a, a, a pull and a, a push and a yin and a yang when it comes to people and finances and bottom line. I'm just curious, Tina, if you have a thought on, and I, I know you got tons of experience in this regard, so how, how can the HR professional improve their financial acumen around profit and loss and balance sheet to drive better results for their business at the same time serving the people as you described? I think there's two ways we need to be better. Uh, at engaging the organization 
from an HR perspective when it comes to financial acumen. The first is we need to understand how does the organization make money? How does cash come in and how does cash leave out? Like how do we make money and where do we spend our money? Uh, I think it's really important if we understand what the organization does to create value. Like what is it you do? Who do you sell it to? Who are, who are your main customers? What is your industry that allows us to better um, bring HR activities that enhance our ability to generate revenue or create value for our customers? So that's one piece. The other piece that I think is really important is we have to speak the language that those um, in the C-suite understand. So we have to translate HR actions into terms that they can relate and that's through you know, key performance indicators that they use or other performance metrics. So the more we're able to translate HR activities and how they support or enhance value to the organization, we better define our story. Yeah, it's really cool. And I know there's a lot of indicators out there, uh, KPI perspective. I know specifically now in the spirit of the great resignation or the big quit, I love that term, the big quit. Holy cow, is that is that impactful? But and I know I know we're feeling this every single day with the candidate marketplace, the way that it is and and how you know candidates are doing crazy things every single day. And now a CEO, CFO are kind of knocking on your door saying, what in the world is going on? How are we going to solve this? talent acquisition problem and, and HR is front and center in that C-suite. And I, I think that, again, speaking that language is a really, really cool approach to taking. So they understand that you understand what's important to them. Cool. All right. So Tina, in that sense, one of the most important things, in my opinion, to maybe solve that riddle of helping the C-suite and driving in talent is through networking. I know that you're big on that through HR Unite and through the SHRM community. So tell us why you think it's so important for the listeners out there that are maybe questioning that, why would I even network when I'm in human resources? So with many others can relate to this. Sometimes we get so wrapped up with what's going on in the four walls of our organization. We forget to look outside. And when we forget to look outside, we become complacent. We tend to not look at things differently. Um, we lose sight of what's going on in the external environment. Um, we will encourage everybody else to do professional development and we forget and don't serve or forget that we are people too need to invest in ourselves. So I'm a firm believer. I just went recently to a conference that there were, I knew five people, which is kind of scary, right? So you, I felt like I was a freshman in high school and I was going into the lunchroom and I knew nobody. So one of the things I encourage everybody to do, and I learned this through other members of the shrimp community, shout out Claire Petrie, uh, but on LinkedIn, there's an option to do QR code and you can easily just pick, take a picture and you can link and get somebody else's profile. So now what I, what I encourage everybody to do is look up, uh, start talking to people. You sit down with somebody in a session, make small talk. You go in waiting in line at the Starbucks for the long line at the conference hotel because everybody wants it, make small talk. I'm sure there's somebody else that's at that conference that's a, you know, SHRM 22 or SHRM 23 party of one. Find that person and start engaging them. You never know when you're going to have a meaningful conversation with somebody. 
and then you find a new HR phone a friend. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in, there's commonality we deal with in HR, but we all have our challenges. It could be, are you looking for a new payroll system? You know, you're, you're struggling with recruiting, you know, you're looking at a new ATS, you're, you know, hey, does anybody got uh, on a dress for your day dress code policy? Whatever it is, you can have somebody in your network that you can phone a friend because you've met them and built a conversation and have a relationship with them to say, hey, John, you got, got any ideas or who can you connect me or who do you know or can you help? That is what makes us better. So instead of being a siloed in a department where you're only looking at your four walls, when your CEO asks, hey, have you heard about X? What do you think about it? You know, because you're talking to people outside or you know, yeah, let me reach out to my network. I know who I can talk to. That helps you build meaningful connections with people. And so I use that. I literally knew five people. I walked away knowing 12 when I left, but I'm so glad I met those new seven. They are incredible HR people and they're part of my network now. Yeah, so cool. Shout out to Claire Pichu, who has been on the podcast as well and is uh, kind of masterful when it comes to LinkedIn and that personal branding connection. So such a cool thing. If you're not connected to Claire Petrie and uh, you got you got that shout out here. That's really cool. And you remind me when you went to that conference and told that story, I was a kid, eighth grade, November 1st, 1987, dating myself, eighth grade. I walked into my new middle school, middle of the year, middle school in eighth grade, did not know one person. And what I would say to everyone that is knows people is to be kind to the new guy or gal, be kind to the new guy or gal, because it's an intimidating place. I'm sure, as you said, being that freshman back in that day, uh, when you when you were at that conference for the first time, it is intimidating. Uh, and it's amazing when someone's kind to you, how you can respond to that. Speaking of kindness, and a big thank you to the sponsor that we have for the podcast, all of you know, uh, Willery is near and dear to my heart. They've supported the formation and continue to provide resources to put on this podcast. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting the mid-sized companies with their search and staff augmentation support, along with some unique client-side HR technology consulting services. So if you're struggling to find the right talent in your HR and payroll department, or you're not having an optimi optimization of your HR tech, please visit willery.com to learn more. All right, shameless plug out of the way. I'm going to go to a topic that I know you got a lot of passion for. I know you're going to disrupt the world around this when it comes to the idea of curiosity is a critical, critical competency for human resources. What in the world does that mean, Tina? So think about, I'm going to go back and John, I'm just going to admit that we must be the same age because I was also in eighth grade in 1987, which means you and I are in 12 protected classes because we're <laughs> vintage. Uh, but I think back to when we were in school and when we would get excited for something, maybe it was just me and I'd raise my hand and I would ask a lot of questions until the teacher would stop ignoring, they would start ignoring me or tell me that I was asking too many questions. So now we are adults and we're working. And when we become curious, we will ask questions. It's not, it's how you ask the questions. What is there a different way of doing this? Why are we doing it this way? Have you thought about it this way? And I think in HR, we tend to get stuck in complacency. 
we are so structured to the point where sometimes we fall in love with our policies versus we need to be questioning, always be curious and looking to see what else is out there. Curiosity breeds ideation, it breeds creativity, it breeds innovation, but curiosity also it allows us to be more inclusive in our workplaces and in the organization. Because when we're curious, that means we're open and maybe uh, more flexible to how people may think differently, look differently, act differently, like ideas, perception, you know, alternatives, um, thoughts than what we have. So in HR, right, we are so notoriously not curious that I think curiosity is not just a competency we need in HR to make the organization better, to help us evolve and find and create new ways of thinking. We also need to make sure the organizations we support celebrate that instead of going back into school and we were trained and ingrained to say, when you ask too many questions, you're annoying, or you know, people don't feel comfortable asking questions or questioning how somebody may think or present something, an idea, not to be arrogant, but to say, hey, have you thought about it this way? What about this? And we're not comfortable using that curious voice in the workplace. And I think we're seeing issues as a result. And so in HR, we need to embrace curious. We need to teach the organization embrace curious. And we need to hire for curiosity as a positive employment trait versus something that maybe is perceived as a negative. Uh, it, it's a challenge. It's something that I think... Um, we need more of, not just in society. And I think if people were more open to asking questions and not feeling judged when they do, or being open to present an idea, even if it's something completely different than the organization's done, but we're so used to hearing that, oh, we've always done it that way. Um, we would have a lot more positive and innovation and, and definitely a lot more inclusion um, in our workplaces. So there you go. Um, that's my 2.5 minute version of my fun Disrupt HR talk that will be available if you Google it. I think that's awesome. Congrats. I think that's a really cool way to put you on the spot, make you practice that because we all know if you've done Disrupt HR, that five minute, 20, 20 slides, 15 seconds, that's a wild and crazy five minutes of your life that you never forget. And I, I, I love this topic. I could, I could keep talking about it for the rest of time, let alone the rest of our time together. It's, it, it, make, it makes me think of one thing in particular. I had a recent conversation with someone near and dear to my heart, kind of the OG of HR Like a Boss that I met 20 some plus years ago. And we asked him what, what made him stand out. And he, he said, asking questions, asking why, asking and understanding why things were happening that way and what brought people to that point. And I feel like every business should have a, we've always done it that way, siren placed inside of their business. So whenever the words are spoken together, this siren goes off, we need to look at whatever you just said, whatever process or structure or policy that was, and we're going we're gonna to get curious about it. What do you think about that siren idea? Uh, yes, we need to make it like a, a large, like, like a cowbell. Um, except more annoying um, that it goes off maybe, you know, um, you know, like the clapper, you can just clap on, clap off and, and there it make is. people more aware, definitely make people more aware. But what a great point, right? 
if we're not curious and asking those questions, like, is there a better way to do it? Does it still make sense? Should we be doing it this way? Have you thought about it this way? I mean, we can take what we've always done it and we just make it better. Yeah, hundred percent. Iterating. It's such, that's an important part of success in life and business and everything you do. Well, you know what, Tina, you're, you're amazingly awesome. The podcast is HR Like a Boss. The book coming out in 2023 is HR Like a Boss. I get all guests that are on the show out with the last final question is, tell me your description of someone that does HR Like a Boss. Somebody that does HR Like a Boss gets their hands wet. They are not afraid to use their HR voice for the power of good. They will accept with humility when they are wrong and embrace failure as an opportunity and not an option. They are an advocate for the people, by the people, but yet advocate for the organization. They celebrate with employees at all levels and make sure that we make better decisions that make sense that put people first because without people we have no organization at all yes awesome job well quick recap of some of tina's great points she talked about making people better at the beginning of the purpose of human resources how can how can we help the organization when we talked about the financial acumen how does the organization make money how does it spend its money it's really important to understand those things and creating value, not only for the business, but for your customers. Being able to speak that language of the C-suite, talked about that in the form of KPIs and other terms that CEOs, CFOs, et cetera, understand. And the importance of engaging and networking with your community so you can build out your, your network and your phone a friend. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll steal a, a term from Regis Philbin, right? That was the million, do the million dollar game show, phone a friend. And I think that's really, really cool. And, and the importance of curiosity and the fact of asking questions is a good thing. Don't think about the little two-year-old kid or three-year-old kid that's asking why all the time. Let's be inquisitive. Let's be empathetic in the process. Let's be intelligent and criti critically thinking about it. And so there were so many other great points. I could keep going on and on, but thank you so much for being on the podcast. You did an awesome job, Tina. Thank you so much for having me. What a riot. Thank you for listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please leave a rating or review. Or better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.